0: Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. Hi guys, I am here with Ash Adams of Honeyed Moon. We've talked about doing this interview for so long. How long? Like Uh, months now? Months and months. And I've probably canceled seven times.
1: It's we're okay. Here. We were we were just talking how I'm the same way with commitments where it could be like my very favorite thing in the entire world, and I will still, as it comes closer, I'm like,
0: I don't know if I have the energy for that. Person. So, Wait, totally what is your human like, design type? Uh, Manifestor. What? Oh, Manifestor. So that means yeah, sense. you don't have sacral energy.
1: Yeah. So it's very it very much comes in like bursts, which right. I wish that I had been more into human design when I was trying to figure out what my business was going to be, because I feel like that could have helped me so much in figuring
0: out like what I do and don't want for my business. Yeah. Do you feel like now you're like aligned with it? Like you do, or do you feel like there's still things you would change? <laughs> there's so many things
1: that are going to be changed that will be changed. Um, one of them being the way that I currently run my business. I do them by appointments and I just have to get through them all in a reasonable amount of time. And it's very draining to do it that way. So I'm trying to move it more toward, um, like being able to work in little bursts as opposed to as consistently as I have to right now.
0: So do you do, you actually will like do a zoom call when you're doing a palm reading? No. So when I do palm readings, my virtual
1: palm readings, which is like 99% of what I do, um, it was just like what you and I did. I get a picture of both of their palms, get a feel for what it is that they're looking for. I'm trying to move into getting more information from them as like about their life situation, just so I can speak more clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get their pictures, their info, and then I just look at the lines on their palm and I write it all out and it takes so long. They're only supposed to take an hour, but it usually takes me like two hours. I have sent oh like up to 15 pages sometimes.
0: Like it's so intense. Oh yeah. Dang. Okay. So let's go into it. I'm just like okay. wanting to talk to you directly, but tell us about exactly what you do. You do palm readings, which to be honest, when I heard you were starting a business, I was like, people do that. And it's legit. Like, it just seems like not that I would be the type of person to say that. Cause I'm like, so into psychics and all of that different stuff, but I guess I just had never, I mean, until you did it, I had never had my palm read before. So yeah, explain exactly. Like how you got into it and what it is. So
1: the universe loves to communicate with me through like these really uncomfortable nudges toward things. Like it's never clear. It's never concise. So I got really nudged into it. I remember I, the very first time that I ever decided I was going to read a poem, I was like 13 years old and I'm really touchy. So I was looking for a way to like break the touch barrier. (laughs) So I was at a party with some people that I wanted to become friends with. And out of absolutely nowhere, I was like, Oh, I read palms. Like, who wants their palm read? And then I was like, Wait, <laughs> I don't read palms. Like, I'd never heard of it. Like, I'd never seen anybody oh do it. I don't know where that came from. Now I think it was a premonition from a past life. Yeah. I think it was me just being in tune and like remembering how I connect with people, uh, just kind of being channeled through me. But I was like
0: 13, so okay. I was like, I read That's palms. so random. Like, no 13 year old oh. just would say that. <laughs>
1: Oh, I know. And I was like, it it was so far off base. I was super Mormon at the time. Mm -hmm. So I just, I had no um, like preconceived ideas about it. It like literally just fell out of my mouth. And I was like, oh, I don't know where that came from. So people wanted their palms read and I was like, Oh shit, I don't actually know how to do this. So I looked up the basics and started doing that. I literally would just read the wiki how article on how to read poems. And it was just really doing it to kind of like connect with people and start conversations. Mm-hmm. And I slowly started realizing through that, that it was never wrong because I was just doing very basic ones. It took me a while to realize that. Um, but when I did realize that it was never wrong and that there was actually something to be seen there, that was when I started like looking into it a lot deeper. What was your original question? (laughs) How you got into like what it is and how you got into it. Okay. So that was how I originally got into it. And so I studied it for probably six years off and on. And, but I, it was never, it just never really lit up within me. Um, what it does right now, it was just something that I did without really thinking about it and at parties. And I never, took it farther
0: than that it's like the and coolest then, party thing to pull
1: out if somebody was doing that at a party i would be like let's be oh yes. good <laughs> i truly i i'm confident that when i end up at a yacht party with harry styles that that's <laughs> how i'm going to like get to talk to harry styles i'll be like i read poem yeah and he would love that i feel like uh, he
0: would be like so into that
1: i have i have a premonition that i will read harry styles poem one day so if anybody has the <laughs> hookup send him my way Wow. Uh, it was about a year ago though, that I started taking it a lot more seriously. I was doing readings at a retreat and this was right before I had my big spiritual awakening. So I was reading a palm of just some girl and this shaman that I'm pretty good friends with was standing over my shoulder watching me. And she said, you're going to do this as I was just reading this girl's palm casually. And I was like, you're up in the night. Like people in Utah don't care at all. Nobody like values it. Nobody's very interested in it, except unless you're into like the woo-woo stuff already, Mm -hmm. but generally people didn't care. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I'm in social media marketing. I don't want to have people come sit on my floor and get a palm reading and have to memorize everything. (laughs) She was like, no, you're going to do this. And I was like, whatever. So over the course of the next year, I had my own personal spiritual awakening. And that was when I really made the connection of how touch is one of my spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. So I know that there's a lot of people who are like clairvoyant or clairsentient and see things and hear things, and I have none of that whatsoever. But I realize that when I touch somebody's hand, it completes like a, a circuit of energy that I can feel, and I, I can feel them in their energy centers and what's going on in their body. Sometimes I can feel the pain in their body. Wow. And it just it, it's a very interesting kind of like circuit completion of energy. And when I made that connection, I started getting a lot clearer readings. And I was able to start reading the lines a lot better. And the translation became a lot smoother. Um,
0: it's very hard to explain, but... thats I've never heard of somebody having that spiritual gift before. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm very... i I'm really happy that I
1: discovered it only because I want to help other people discover theirs as well. Mm -hmm. And I think we all kind of get it in our heads that spiritual gifts look a certain way. Mm -hmm. But for me, I've never, I've never seen things. I've never heard things. I don't really appreciate music very much. I don't like, yeah, I'm a very touch centered person. So it makes a lot of sense for me Mm -hmm. that that was one of my spiritual gifts. Um, So it wasn't until uh, January of this year that I actually started my business. And for probably a year before that, I was like the Kinsey Madsen fangirl. I listened to everything (laughs) that you did. And I knew deep down that I was going to, I, I had a mission coming and I was going to start a business and I had no idea whatsoever what it was. I was like totally drowning. I was super into yoga, but I was also in social media marketing and I really didn't know what it was that I was going to do, but I just felt in my soul, like that nudge from the universe yeah. of like, you need to look into this. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. And I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> so I started receiving all of these like test jobs. How Like when you're manifesting stuff, do you get tests?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I started getting all these test jobs of like these really high paying social media jobs that were really tempting to me. And I got one that I ended up accepting for a single day. And it was like the super high paying job. And I just felt in my gut that if I was gonna take this job, I would be saying not now to the plan that the universe had for me that I was being nudged toward and my
0: preparing for my business. Did you know it was gonna be something with palm reading at that point, or you still didn't know? You were just trusting that (laughs) it was gonna work. So this story
1: is probably one of my like craziest woo-woo stories that I have because (laughs) I've never felt the universe's like power in my life so much. It was like, just like stuff being like shoved out of the way and brought in like all at once. It was so crazy. So, um, like I said, for a year I had been super preparing, which I feel like even like listening to your podcast and the courses that I bought from you were essential to the universe preparing me. Mm -hmm. So I got this job and it was like this amazing six figure travel work with celebrities job and like the health and fitness industry, which is my other passion. And I was like, but I just knew in my gut, like, this is not it. Mm -hmm. So I accepted because my husband is in school and I had no other job. Um, I was working as a personal assistant for like 15 bucks an hour while I tried to figure this out. So I was like, I have to take this job. Like, it would be ridiculous of me not to take it. Mm-hmm. So I accepted and started and I went for one day and in the pit of my stomach, I was like, I'm never going to come back here. This is not it. I can't do this. Like, I just, I knew I couldn't
0: take it. So I went Was it home. a bad day or was it just, you just felt that feeling? <laughs>
1: You know what? Uh, It was a bad day. My supervisor was trying to like get me to create some mock-ups of something and I showed him something on my phone for a mock-up and I had a nude in my camera roll like a few swipes back and he just starts swiping through and sees my nudes. I was like if this isn't a sign from the universe I don't know what is
0: oh my gosh
1: yeah it was it was horrible and it was like the two of us <laughs> in this tiny office and I was like this is the start of a really bad porno I do not want to watch <laughs> was
0: People, who is the supervisor that's just swiping through photos
1: I have no idea I was like, like who so does I- that I was like I will be suing you now thank you very much <laughs> So That was, that definitely felt like a, a yeah. sign from the universe. My, my last ditch effort of the universe being like, don't do it. So I went home that night and I keep in mind at this very moment, I had no idea what it was that I wanted to do mm-hmm. for my business. So, but I went home and I talked to my husband and I was like, I know that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. And I can't take this job. And he was like, well, can you take this job? right now. And just like, start working on your business in your free time. And I was like, I know I'm not going to have the energy to create my business in my spare time. And our expenses were really low. We didn't need like the six figure job. Like we were fine with my 15 an hour personal assistant job. So anyway, I was sobbing and we ended up talking it out. And I was like, I'm going to send in my like resignation tonight. I can't do this. And he was like, okay, I trust you. So I sent it in and it was like, what? What a sweet husband that he just oh, I know. you. I know. I was like, I mean, if we ever get a divorce, you get everything because I owe all of this to you. Like, this would not happen without you. Um, but we're never getting a divorce because he's my soulmate. So um, that was when stuff started shifting. Like, this was when the crazy manifestation came through. So I sent in the resignation. And then, like, 10 minutes later, an influencer that I'm kind of friends with posted about a, a reading that I had done virtually. And the idea to do readings virtually had never really crossed my mind, but I just was curious about her poems. Mm-hmm. We're kind of friends. And so I was like, Hey, you should send me a picture. Like, I want to see what your lines say. So I read her lines, told her what they said. And she was like, this is amazing. So she posted on her story, like, Oh, this is so cool. You should do like everyone go ask her to do this for you. So I had like 20 people reaching out that night and they were like, oh, do you do this? And I was like, huh, I should create an Instagram account for this. And, you know, just like see who's interested And the idea to charge did not cross my mind. I was just trying to get my mind off of quitting my job. So I started the Instagram account and that was when I felt like another being enter my body and like write out the caption, found the imagery, started the whole thing. There's a whole entire Instagram caption where I announced it. And I don't remember writing it at all.
0: Oh, that was
1: like, I know it was, it it was just the culmination of like all of the energetic preparation that I had been doing, like all of a sudden, boom, manifest. Mm -hmm. So I launched the account and was like, this is great. And I had like 30 people reach out and I got like a hundred followers and I was so excited. I could Mm -hmm. not wait. And I, you had just released a podcast episode about your Instagram bio and you said, have your. A business Instagram account linked in your personal Instagram bio so that people can connect you to them. So I was like, okay. So I immediately, that was one of the first things I did was I connected my palm reading account to my main account. So I went to sleep and I was like, I didn't honestly didn't think anything of it. I was like, I'm going to have to go find another job. It's fine. I woke up the next morning and a friend of mine, like an acquaintance with a million followers saw that I had launched this account, tagged me, my personal account, in a post, and the only reason that all of those clients were able to find my palm reading account was because I had it linked in my bio. Oh, so I got like 2,000 inquiries. I made like $10,000 in the first weekend. I was able to start charging 50 bucks per reading, like right off the bat. Oh, and it, like, it was the most surreal 24 I seriously hours. I have like chills. That is insane. It was the most crazy But that was how I started, like the business side of things. It was a very, very like energetic mindset preparation, and then the universe was like, "Here's the means, here's everything like
0: that you need, and like go with it." That is so insane. It's like literally like you had no idea the how, but you just kept trusting and you kept like moving Mm -hmm. forward, and the universe was just like, "Okay, here you go." Yeah, and it's crazy to look back in hindsight and
1: all of the pangs that I had to follow to prepare. Like I've spent the last three or four years trying to build my personal Instagram following for no reason. Like I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to do paid campaigns. I just knew that that was important. I've spent a year binging your podcast and buying courses. I've spent a year, I did my yoga teacher training, which was super important. I had to learn how to not be a people pleaser. Um, so I could give accurate readings. I had to learn how to like meditate and really tap in. Mm-hmm. So in hindsight, it was like, everything was building for a year and up until the very second that it came through, I had no idea what it was going to be. It was it like overnight. I went from having no idea to having $10,000 yeah. from my new business. Like I didn't, even, I didn't even have a business license. I was like, Oh shit, I gotta get this figured out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's really like, that's kind of how it happens for a lot of people. Like it's it's kind of this thing that happens on accident, honestly, where you've like uh-huh. been preparing and learning and hearing different things, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is like what uh-huh. makes doing. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I got there was just so much alignment that happened. The people who shouted me out and having the the safety net of having thousands of inquiries to like mess around with my pricing, I would still be charging 10 bucks a reading if I hadn't had that opportunity. So it was seriously just like absolutely surreal.
0: Yeah. So what would you say has been like hard about it as you've been doing that? I mean, I know you were saying kind of like the way you work with appointments and whatever, but what has been some things that you've been like, Oh, I didn't expect like this to be (laughs) as hard about running a business. Oh my gosh. Honestly, I never understood people being like afraid of success.
1: That was like, that did not make any sense to me. People being afraid of having a lot of money, like never made sense to me at all until everything started coming through all at once. It was absolutely, it was so incredibly terrifying to recognize the potential that was suddenly mine and the, the places that I could take this, like there's totally a reality where, we could move to LA and I could go charge, you know, $10,000 per reading in like a celebrity's home. Like that's genuinely a possibility for me. I know that I could do that or there's, you know, we could go move to Scotland and I'll just keep doing it over the internet. So having, having all of that potential is so, uh, you just have to be really in tune with your worth. Like I know that that's a possibility, but but then the inferiority complex comes in where I'm like, okay, I could never go try to tell a celebrity like what's in store for them. And Mm. then definitely fear around money. One of the things that really held me back from ever manifesting a business before and ever figuring out my career before was feeling too stupid to handle my own money. That was like a huge block for me. I felt like I I honestly had, like, this ter- this fear that I was going to, like, get arrested
0: for tax evasion because I was so stu- like, too dumb to do my taxes. I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs' fear. <laughs> <laughs> right? We're, like, expected to do this thing, and we don't really know how to do it, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right and i and like also feeling fearful to like hire someone because what if i can't afford them so and as soon as those fears started kicking in i stopped booking so many appointments like i wouldn't answer my dms i wouldn't respond to the people because the fear like took over and then when i had fewer appointments booked i would like be like oh i i'm not making any money like i'm not making very much money anymore like i can't rev it up so probably i would say probably those two things like just the um
0: imposter syndrome and like fear around money i think that's i mean yeah just to say it again like i think that's a, for a lot of entrepreneurs and each new level you get to it's like the fears around money and the imposter syndrome they like get to a new level where it's like oh shit i thought i already worked through this but like i guess i have to go through it again so that was actually
1: something that i saw in your palms was that you are like there's a total glass ceiling on what you feel like you can make right now like what do you feel like is your glass ceiling
0: I feel, I 100% feel like it's 30 K a month. I've been at that for like the past year where it's Mm -hmm. like, that was so crazy when you said that. And I'm going to, I'm going to read mine out loud and talk about the different things in it. But when you said that, I was like, 100%, like it's, it feels like I just have, and I've done energy work around it where it feels like I can accidentally create this much money, but the Mm -hmm. rest like, I have to become like a new person and I have to do Facebook ads or like all of this stuff. So I totally felt that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I saw is there's a, there's a little bit of a war going on between you feeling like you can luck into money. You feel like you're really lucky with it, but feeling worthy and earning it is a little bit more like touch and go.
0: Yeah. 100%. It's so crazy because I don't know, I guess I just, because I'm very, I'm very, reluctant to like psychics talking about stuff that I don't trust because they can tell you things where like it blocks you like I went to a psychic just a random psychic in New York and she talked about like you'll never have problems with money but you'll always have problems with love and like ever since then I've been (gasps) like the stuff you said about love I was like oh my gosh this is so empowering because I've almost just like well, I, I should just read it right now, but okay, what I want to talk about with your reading that I loved and they'll hear it when I read it is it, it was so empowering and it wasn't like this is going to happen and you're doomed and like, this is a hard thing. And I feel like so many people who have <laughs> ever had a psychic reading or even their palms read or whatever, they have that experience with it where it's like, they're told like, this is what's happening and that's just going to be your reality.
1: Yeah, that's something that I am super, super aware of. That's has been one of the things that I feel like the universe prepared me for the most was I spent, again, a whole year learning about the way the world responds to our beliefs and our mindset. And really, we can have anything that we want. And there are just ways that we need to grow into that deservingness. And there are some things that we're more inclined to want. Like there are some people who really aren't that interested in relationships or they're not interested in commitment or monogamy. And there's some people who aren't interested in money, which is weird to me, but (laughs) anything that you really want, you can have. And so that was really vital to me doing readings the way that I do, because I, my main goal is always, always making the person getting a reading feel so empowered and so free to have what it is that they want and at peace with the unfolding of it all and also feeling like they have the power to influence it and nothing is set in stone so normally when I send a reading there's like a whole big like prelude of like your lines can change your reading can change this is just what you're heading toward if you don't like it we can change it So, but I didn't send that to
0: you. You just got the reading. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just already know. I already knew that like the way that you do it. Somebody told me, did you do like a slight reading for Amy? Did you like read her palms? I think so. Somebody, I was talking to somebody about that. I was going to have you on my podcast and they were like, she did one to me and it was like so empowering. It wasn't like a, like a bad thing. Cause then somebody else was talking about, they had the same experience where it was like a doom and gloom type thing. Uh And I know that happens just in all sorts of like spirituality. So when you were learning and reading about that, did you read to do that? Or do you feel like that was your own on the other side of things, like learning about subconscious beliefs and all of that?
1: Yeah. So it was, that was more of, uh, the way that I do readings was definitely downloaded into me. Mm -hmm. I don't do very intuitive readings. There is some intuition that has to play in, but I, I do read the lines because it's, uh, very essential part of like body languaging. So that was downloaded into me. The only other thing that I feel like was really downloaded was the way I can read ancestral trauma from lines, which I actually didn't read any of yours because that is a little bit more, I I feel like that warrants a longer conversation of like, you don't have to carry this. And I don't ever want to stick somebody with like, you have ancestral trauma, deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So those two things were downloaded into me. And then again, the universe was so generous with offering me all of these people who really embodied living to the fullest and living their life unencumbered by like limitations and blocks and things like that to show me uh, what was possible. So that was another reason I wanted to read your lines was you are a very like awakened individual. And that is really, I need to read those sometimes to remind myself, like, We're not all fucked, we're not all stagnant, like you can get through these things that are these major hurdles for most of us.
0: That's so cool. And so the the ancestral trauma stuff, you say that's not like something you learned formally, like tell me more about that then. Okay. So the way that a palm reading works is you have your hand of
1: action and your hand of potential. Most of the time, your right hand is your hand of action. And most of the time, your hand of potential is your left hand. But your hand of action is who you are showing up as the decisions that you make and where that you make and where you are heading in your life. Mm -hmm. And your hand of potential is kind of who you came here as, your um, your natural strengths and weaknesses. And that's also where you can see um, ancestral trauma that was kind of programmed into you and patterns that you were taught really, really young. So that's really helpful information for helping somebody move past their subconscious blocks and um, really helpful for seeing when somebody's living authentically and also when somebody's, somebody has a a natural tendency that might be getting in their way that they need to embrace or flip their perspective on in order to like move past it, so to speak. So the ancestral trauma usually shows up as just tiny little breaks on all of your lines on your hand of potential. So by reading those, you can see um, some of the things that might be holding you back that aren't yours to carry. So a lot of the time women have a lot of ancestral trauma around fidelity and trusting men. And that shows up in a very specific way. So that always ends up earning a long conversation with me about making sure that you're not internalizing that too much and listening to your intuition. If you feel triggered by a man, is that because your intuition is telling you that there's a red flag or is that because your ancestral trauma is noticing something that an actual abuser did to your great, great grandma? Um so it's all about just recognizing when something is yours to carry and when it isn't and there are only there are only a few places that it shows up one of them is around money um fidelity men sexual trauma and um like beliefs like religious oppression or um just like a very like uh sad mentalities or very limited mentalities so those just show up on your hand of potential and when you start to awaken that ends up sorting itself out so that's another reason I didn't read yours is because you're separating yourself from it to the point where it doesn't really matter. There's a little bit on your heart line with like fidelity and worthiness, but for the most part, you are like divorced from it. Mm.
0: That's awesome. And that I think that's what I didn't realize about palms is that they changed. Like, I mm-hmm. think that's what was hard for me is like thinking that, oh, you read something and then it's that way forever. Like you're born this way. But I didn't realize that like the lines in your hands change over time.
1: Yeah, they do. And that's really important to realize because one of my favorite stories to tell people is people get really freaked out if they hear they don't have a money line. They think that that means that they can't ever make money and that it's just too big of a hurdle to get around. It just means that they have to be very conscious about reframing those beliefs and earning like a good money mindset and manifesting money and all of that. Um, one thing that personally showed up on my own poems was my i didn't have any marriage lines and i am married so when i and i knew that for years so
0: when i was out when you saw that you didn't have a marriage line um I feel like no because that was like what we were i mean we both like grew up very mormon right and uh-huh. so i would have been like oh no i like i don't <laughs> want to get like the patriarchal blessing because i thought it was going to say i was going to be single forever <laughs> yes me too me too <laughs> I thought I was going to tell me I had to go serve a mission for the church and that I was going to be single forever. Those were my two things. I was like, don't say this. I know. I also think it's so funny that we have our own like
1: psychic readings in the Mormon church. And that anyway, it's just funny that I ended up where I did. Um, But with not having a marriage line, I just knew that that meant for me that I had to be very thoroughly conscious about deciding to commit to what I was committing to and understand that it might take more effort from me to be as thoughtful as I need to and communicate as well as I need to and share my heart and fully open up. And so I went into it like totally confident, just knowing, knowing that that was a weak spot for me and that I needed to really, really work at it. And as of a couple months ago, my marriage line showed up. So I feel like, and I feel like I earned that and I'm like, okay, (laughs) it worked. So your line's definitely Definitely change. And that's why I don't agree with readings that are like, oh, you're like, love will always be a problem because you can't ever, there will never be anything on a palm that cannot change if you want it to change. And
0: if you believe that you can change that aspect of your life. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. Something else I want to ask you about before I get into my reading, we could just talk all day. We could do course- <laughs> it. I was talking with my friend about this and I just wonder your like opinion. What is the difference between like past lives and ancestral trauma? Like, where do you, where, what do you think about that? Cause I'm always like, I actually don't feel a ton of connection to my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I, don't feel like I just feel more connection to my past lives and like my current family in past lives. So I just wondered your thoughts on that or if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I actually do have a lot of thoughts on that. So palmistry in general is part of body languaging as like a whole system. So that includes everything from like reflexology to facial mapping, to um, just like where pain in the body is manifesting as energy. So my perception of it is that ancestral trauma is going to be read a lot through body languaging um, because it's physically passed on energetically through the womb and then further passed on through like limited beliefs that like our mom got from our grandma who got from her mom, who got from her dad. Um, So it's passed on a lot through the body and then past lives are are more like soul related and that's better read through like psychic readings and Akashic records and things like that. I personally don't find that past lives really manifest through body languaging at all. It's all
0: ancestral trauma. Intra- that actually makes so much sense. I didn't think of it that way. And even yeah. with the work that I've done with Akashic Records, I never feel like any of the trauma from past lives as much. I don't think it blocks people in this dimension. Like I almost think mm-hmm. like it's like you were saying, it's just like part of your soul and it's, it's helpful to know, but I, yeah. I don't think it can like be as triggering as, like, the actual, like, it feels like ancestral stuff is more, like, in the now, like, it's part of this lifetime and, like, important to this lifetime.
1: Yeah, and and ancestral trauma can, can have you, can create a very physical reaction in your body. You know, when you just get, like, so mad that you like shake or you just feel that like twisting in your chest or whatever that can be ancestral trauma being triggered and it's it doesn't have much to do with your soul and i also don't think that it really limits you it's just something to be aware of and you can definitely like clear it out through energy work like you have and living your truth and challenging the ideas that you were raised with the more you separate yourself from it the more free you are
0: from those kinds of things Mm -hmm. Okay. You're kind of blowing my mind with that because that makes so much sense. We talked about it for like 30 minutes and I was like, I honestly don't know. Like, I feel like I just don't resonate as much with the ancestor stuff, but I also, I exactly like you, like, I don't resonate with the idea that something outside of the choices you've made could be blocking you. Like, uh-huh. I don't think that's how the universe works. I don't think that's how energy works. And so to me, it's more just like, I think it's interesting to hear that stuff, um, yeah. but I definitely agree with it. Not like blocking any part of us.
1: Yeah. And ancestral trauma, when we are repeating the patterns that we were raised with, and we're not living true to who we really are, we're still kind of going through the motions, and we're not living in our power. That's when ancestral trauma can really be triggered and really control your uh, your situations. And it, it does really suck to do readings on some people who are like more middle age and, and a little bit older because there's so much evidence of like, they've lived with that burden of generations of trauma and they never stepped out of it. So I love doing readings on young people, like twenties and thirties and be like, get out while you can, because it's, it is so
0: much better to live free of that. Yeah, that's true. I didn't ever think of that. I feel like my mom has done that where she was like very, this certain way. And then she discovered podcasts, like randomly, like started listening to podcasts and she has like become the most woke person ever. It's like the <laughs> craziest thing, but in like the past, like four years, it's just like, she, it's like completely changed her, but it's crazy. Cause it did feel like just always that age. They didn't even have as much support or talk around self-development or like any of those types of things. So they did just like go through the motions.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And that's something whenever I think about manifestation, I'm like, how did this play into the past when there was, there was so much oppression, like, was it around or is it this like,
0: is it new?
1: Because it's definitely real.
0: I know. Well, that's what, isn't that one of the things they say with like the age of Aquarius, that manifestation will be like instant. So maybe it's been like oh. getting more strong, like more and more strong. Cause people were talking, I feel like in the early 1900s is when it started to be talked about. Right. Right. And so I, I wonder that same thing. It's like, was manifestation around in like caveman times where we were yeah. like, <laughs> making vision boards on the wall? Probably me. <laughs> Probably were. We were drawing our vision boards on the wall, but I don't know if it was as like serious as it is now, if it like worked. Yeah. It's a good question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I love, I feel like with a palm reading, it's like such a good map of like, here's what you're manifesting. And like, if you don't like that, if you don't like that, you're manifesting money troubles, like here's how to get out of it. So it's just a really clear way to look at what you're attracting basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. I'm going to read through mine because okay. I feel like I just want people, I won't read all of it. Maybe I just will. because it's It's not too long. But there's like so much good stuff. When I was first reading it and all these different terms, I was like, oh my gosh, Ash is like <laughs> another, like in another dimension. It just sounds so serious, but it's cool. So I'll read through it and I'll stop at this stuff that I was like, this is insane. Okay, so the first thing I want to read is your fingers, which show the most about who we truly are in our soul's essence. Your Apollo finger houses your energy of play, creativity, communication, art, relaxation, and connection. Your Apollo finger leans slightly to your Saturn finger. The finger that houses your energy of success, ambition, status, and oh, and status. Saturn is usually a very serious and grounded energy, but these fingers remaining closed shows that by blending fun into your work, you will find the most success. Instead of fun being something that is tolerated to exist in your realm of success, it's an essential building block to creating your success. So that was the first thing that I was like... <laughs> Yeah, that's like, that's everything that I am. And it's crazy too with this stuff, like the random things you told me, it goes like hand in hand with my deep human design reading, like not oh, really? my like overarching things. Um, but like when you get into like, like how far have you gotten into human design? Have you ever had like a full reading?
1: I've never had a full reading. I want to take the course. I think that that is just, I love human design. So not super far, but I'm pretty well versed.
0: Yeah, so, like, all of the different gates and channels, like, there was multiple ones, that I was like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense with, like, this part of it, which was so really to see the different connections. Okay, so, your Mercury Finger houses... Uh, psychic and spiritual energy as well as the cosmic energy of abundance as opposed to saturn's grounded and practical energy of abundance this finger's slight bend toward apollo and saturn also indicates an acute awareness of the metaphysical and an enhanced understanding of human nature your job here is to never doubt what you intuitively know about humanity and your enhanced awareness of the way we think and function and trust it completely Lastly, your Jupiter finger rests slightly away from your other fingers. Your Jupiter finger houses your energy of power, leadership, and control. I am seeing here that your desire to control leads you to isolate yourself from anything you can't control or will cause you to want to dominate a situation until you can control it. You may find that when you control things, it turns out best for everyone involved. This isn't negative, nor does it need correcting, but you may want to increase your awareness of what situations are yours to control and learn to control what. Uh, what's yours, switching pages to control and just be, especially in relationships, you can control yourself and nothing else, but because what you touch becomes magic, focusing on self mastery and evolving yourself within relationships will be the quickest path to harmony in relationships. So this was the one that like blew my mind because I, I knew it about myself, but like, I didn't fully know it. And I mean, I have a tattoo that says like bossy, like it's always been a thing of me. Like it's, it's part of who I am, but there's times when it isn't the best. Like, it's hard for me to go on trips with people if I'm not the one in charge. Or like uh-huh. in relationships, I'm like, it's it's not worth being in a relationship because I can't control everything that's going on. Even like getting a puppy, it's been like the biggest freaking exercise in like releasing the need to have to like control every single element. Mm -hmm. I was actually, I was thinking about that when I was
1: doing your reading. I was like, I wonder if this is going to be what triggers the heartline healing
0: that Mm -hmm. needs to happen is like just embracing that. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Cause it's been like, it was a really big deal. Even being able to like fully commit to like, I'm going to have a puppy and it's going to be mine for a long time. And like, that's, that's the reality. It was so hard for me, but yeah, I actually felt like that. That is true. So that one like blew my mind and I love the way too that you worded it because it didn't feel like, oh, I have to like, this is like a bad thing. Like even the way that you communicated it, it felt like empowering. Like I can change this and focus the control on myself instead.
1: Yeah. Well, I also just, I mean, I think when I read your like soulmate lines and everything like that, the way that you compliment the people who are truly gravitated, like who truly gravitate toward you is they are looking for that person to have that magic touch and have that control is such a bad word for it because there's like a negative connotation with like you're controlling but like you're so impactful and the people that are truly gravitate like that truly gravitate toward you need that and are looking for that so in no way is it bad but just knowing when to when to unleash the full strength of your impact and when to like draw back and let something just be because it's not yours to control is like going to be super pivotal for that. But it is interesting to know that your soulmate is going to be somebody who really compliments that. And I don't know if you believe in soulmates, like that also has a weird connotation. But I, I they think would they really have a lot of soulmates.
0: So I'm like, but I do yeah. really love soulmates. Oh yeah, and
1: you have so many spirit guys too. Sorry, you can keep reading everything. <laughs>
0: Um, okay. But I love that. I love everything that you're saying. Even thinking about past relationships, the one where I wasn't afraid to kind of, cause I, it's crazy. You said I had two serious relationships. That's true. I had two relationships where I almost got married. I had like two rings. Um, but I was like, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, I was telling Lexi and she was like, are you sure Ash just doesn't know like everything about your life? I was like, there's no way anyone could know that. Like, I don't really talk about that on my social media. So yeah, I had no idea about that. But the two relationships, like the first one was really bad and toxic and the second one ended badly, but it was actually a much healthier relationship. And it was because I wasn't afraid to like, not control, control is the wrong word, but like, I don't know. It was kind of, it was that in the first one, I had so much shadow. I didn't want to be controlling because my mom Mm -hmm. was like a very controlling personality, but her and my dad have a really healthy relationship. It's like, he likes that. He likes being told what to do. And when I took that shadow away from my second relationship, it was like, oh, like, this is a lot better actually me just allowing myself to speak what I want or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay your heartline represents relationships and emotions right now there is a lot of energy concentrated here and a strong pull to finish some healing work here soon but possibly not quite yet and you'll know when it's time overall your heartline shows that relationships will be extremely important to you some romances can flourish in relative isolation or living in extremes but yours require external support extremely healthy boundaries and a good balance of taking care of each other and spending time alone as well as with them. You don't look to your partner for the care of your validation. So partners and friends shouldn't look to you to be the core of theirs. Your marriage line shows one or two major relationships that have already ended that left some marks on your heart, but ultimately these will eventually fade from your psyche. So take care now to solidify the learning experiences from these relationships because eventually your memory of them will fade even to the point of uselessness for gleaning personal growth. As for the future, you have a very loving partner ahead of you. However, it looks as though you may believe that whatever love you will find will eventually end. This is something to be aware of and analyze and may correlate to feeling as though you can't control something. It won't turn out how you want it. This belief will fade with time if you lean into the healing of your heart. So all of this was crazy. All of this was spot on. The part about the two relationships, um, I thought that was interesting about they will fade. And so like, remember to learn from them what you want to learn from them. Because I almost feel that already where it's like, they feel like lifetimes ago. Um, So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. about care is interesting because I was always like you know what I don't even care about a relationship like somebody could live 500 miles away and it would be fine like I just am kind of I'm also probably kind of still jaded but um (laughs) that that's that and then the part of you may believe whatever love you will find will eventually end 100% like I had stopped I had almost stopped believing in like monogamy as we like think of it like I was like I can't picture being married to somebody forever like I just can't see it which I do think part of that is the control thing. Like, it's like, I don't want to have to invest in something where I can't control it and can't control the outcome. Um, so that was interesting. That was what <laughs> I did nobody, I've never told that to anybody, you know, it's like these things that have never even really been seen and you like totally saw them just by looking at my hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very interesting the
1: way that it, it manifests super, super clearly. And, but from what I'm seeing for years, I just want to make sure this is clear for your edification. There is going to be a period of time where like all of that heals really quickly. And I feel like it would either be the introduction of this person that you're like, Oh, this is like a soulmate of mine or just before that happens. And that does look like it's going to take care of itself because that's not innate to who you are. It's just what you're going through right now. And with internalizing the healing process, like the, the lessons that you've learned, Mm -hmm. um, that's really important because that will prevent you from having to go through the tests again to like relearn the lessons because it like kind of like you kind of forgot or whatever. And that's kind of good advice for, for anyone is whenever I see people who are like, I've had just these horrible relationship experiences and like everybody always cheats or everything always ends. I always try to say like, what are you learning from that? Like solidify what you've learned from that and do not stand for like the red flags that you've stood for in the past. Like don't let anything slide once you know that you are worth more than that. And those will, those will stop happening. It doesn't mean that you earned it or that you deserve to have somebody cheat on you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just means when you learn the lesson, you stop having to repeat
0: the lesson. Mm, yeah. I love that. Okay. Cool. I'm looking forward to those things, doing the healing. I actually had a, a psychic reading a year ago and supposedly the end of this year, I'm going to meet somebody who's important. I'm oh. not, really drastic, but I am like, I can definitely feel myself a little bit more open to it. Like I don't feel as closed off. So
1: anyway. that's so exciting.
0: No, we'll see. Okay. So your headline represents your mind and career. This line is especially clear and well-formed on you. And an upward branch at the end of your headline shows that you are especially skilled at making money, but particularly also with taking risks associated with money and can include investments and gambling. And this is so me, like my biggest money mindset thing I've had to work on is not like wanting to jump off like every single super expensive. course. You're like, that's like totally me. Um, This line is mostly clear, but there is a small island on this line that indicates a period of mental unrest or illness that is healing. Interestingly, I am seeing that you should open yourself up to the possibility that fears and anxiety and troubles you've always had will abandon you soon, and you should prepare to never experience them again, which is cool to hear that. Uh, (laughs) And you said, don't allow yourself to keep these anxieties alive by reminding yourself that this is just you are. I think that's important to remember. That's like great advice for anybody. Um, This line lies far from the lifeline, which confirms that in order to live your life as you're meant to, you will naturally feel inclined to separate yourself from some of the limitations you were taught to impress upon yourself. Part of your purpose is in doing so, or in doing this, is freeing others around you as well, especially other close loved ones. I love that. I hope that I do that to people. Um, Your money lines are especially strong and show immense ability to attract wealth. However, they are much stronger on your non-dominant hand. Than your dominant one. This shows that your full potential of attracting wealth has yet to be reached, and to be wary of ways you may put be putting a glass ceiling around your awareness and what's possible for you. So that one was really cool. That one I was like, not very. I mean, I don't talk about that very often on my Instagram. So it's like mm-hmm. it was cool to see that part of things. Kate, okay, the last page. Your lifeline represents your life path in general. This just, even reading over this again, I'm like, it fucking blows my mind that there's no intuition really in this. It's literally reading the lines. I feel like you're saying there's no intuition, but I think your intuition like helps you remember it. Cause there's no way that you could just like pull. I mean, maybe like, I don't, I don't know how your mind works, but I'm like, this is just, it's insane. (laughs) Like, yeah, it is so crazy. It first of all, for sure, there is like a memory bank
1: outside of myself where like all the info is stored, but there have been, um, there are parts of it that I've intuited and then impress that upon my understanding of the lines. But most of all, it's, it really is just like a pretty clear reading right from your body. So
0: so as you're doing these, are you ever like referencing other information or do you like pretty much like, it's like your sixth sense now?
1: Um, at the beginning, I definitely would. But one of the best things that I've been able to do for myself is read the lines of people that I know really well and see the correlation because there are some lines that I've just never found a correlation. There's one line that's supposed to appear if you have like had an affair. And I know lots of people who have had affairs and I've never seen that line. So I used to a lot, but now at this point, it, it just, It's like a weird memory bank that I just like when I turn it on, it just like comes right through.
0: Mm, That's so cool. Okay. So, your lifeline represents your life path in general. Several big breaks in this line indicate that changes in outlook have drastically altered your life path already, and that the power is yours to do this again if you ever feel inclined. I'm seeing that one such outlook shift in the area of health will help you avoid a temporary illness later in life, but if you choose not to avoid it, know that there that it will be only temporary either way interestingly oh that one I felt like was interesting because I almost feel like I'm going through that right now where I'm like I'm done treating my business better than my body like I'm like going through like kind of stepping which I don't know if that's what it is but I definitely have felt like that's like the biggest thing in trying to like do less on my business is like take care of me in like all the ways not just like mindset and uh-huh because it all plays yeah. out So anyways, I thought it was interesting. Um, Your soulmate line is particularly close to your lifeline. Indicating a soulmate's present in your energetic field for some time. This can mean that they will soon enter your life or even that they have been looking for you for a long time and are excited to find you. Either way, lean on this love, whether it's tangible or not, by finding comfort in it. If you can and know how loved you are, and will be by them. That part, I was like, that's the sweetest thing. I ever. <laughs> like I never, had, I don't know why I feel like you hear stuff like that. And I'll tell people like in business, like think that your dream customers are looking for you, but I'm so like, I don't even, I like used to be really boy crazy. And then I just feel like I've grown out of it. And so I don't think about it anymore. And then when I read that, I was like, that's so sweet. <laughs> Okay. You have many spirit guides and, uh, those spirit guides are usually seen on the pad of your Mount of Venus. Yours are present on your thumb, indicating that they are heavily involved in your life currently. This is an encouraging sign to lean on them for guidance and love as well. And that you are on the right path in your life. So that was cool. That's cool that you can see how many spirit guides you have from like, Mm -hmm. uh, so where does it appear like on your hand, your thumb? Yeah. So normally, so your Mounted
1: Venus is like the big pad just underneath your thumb. And usually your spirit guides stay, um, pretty close to that line. And that shows that they have internal influence, but usually that you're not listening to them very well. When they show up on your thumb, that means that they're very active, like present in your life and helping you through like the, the day-to-day decisions. So that's a really, really good place to be, but it also shows that they might work their way out of your, um, like out of your presence eventually. So not anytime soon, like not to feel like you're ever going to be abandoned by them, but they are, they're fulfilling their purpose in your life for real. And you're allowing them to, so they won't, now they're not going to like stick around, like knocking on the door,
0: like, please listen. Cause you're listening. <laughs> Interesting. That is so, that just blows my mind as well that you can like tell that. Okay. And then one of the strongest overall message I am seeing in your lines is that you are being called to stop denying your own power in any way. Although you may feel comfortable utilizing your power to help improve your circumstances, it is when you allow the truth of your power to become fully integrated into the deepest parts of your mind, body, and heart that you will begin to find the ease that you are looking for. Which is really cool because I actually just recorded a podcast episode today about how I feel like I'm fully more stepping into that. So it was like the timing of it all. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like it was just, everything was so spot on. I couldn't believe it after reading it. Good. That makes me, that makes me so happy because I actually
1: don't like doing readings on people that I know. Um, like, like especially from the internet, because I feel like I just, like, I, I don't feel like I do, but I worry about projecting like my perception of somebody onto who they are. So I have to like super meditate before I, do a reading on somebody that I know. Um, but I, my favorite thing about reading your lines was that your lines overall, the message, and I can't believe I didn't include this, but overall the message from your lines was like, dig deeper in what you're already doing and keep moving forward because you're on like the cusp of like huge shifts and huge changes, which sounds pretty generic, but there are a lot of times when I look at somebody's palms and they, have, like, tons of chaotic energy, and the message is, like, you need to ground. Like, stop looking for a boyfriend. Stop looking to change your job. Stop what you're doing and, like, meditate, ground, and have, like, a month where you just, like, stop worrying about the outside world. And then there are other people where they're on the opposite side of the spectrum and they need to get outside their comfort zone. They are super afraid of failure, um, and they're just repeating the old patterns, like I said. And you're, like, right in that middle zone where you have, like – seen all sides of that and you found the middle where you're truly living in authenticity and the messaging is like okay keep doing what you're doing because this is fantastic like this this is where you're supposed to be like don't stop don't stop don't stop so that was super awesome to see on your palms because that's I mean like even when I look at my own palms I'm like gosh dang it like I don't even have
0: that yet. So that was super (laughs) exciting for me. That is so awesome. Okay. So how can people do this with you? Are you completely booked out? Like what's the deal? Are you going to teach a course on this? Like what, what is the here for a honeyed moon? Like what's going on? So I have two services that I offer right now. The
1: first is full readings, which I recommend people only do like once a year. Like, I don't want to do a full reading on you every couple of months. Cause it doesn't change that quickly. Um, so a full reading, I, don't want to say how much it is because I'm fidgeting with my pricing right now, but those are back, booked out pretty far. It takes a couple weeks to get those back, but it, like I said, it's like anywhere from five to 15 pages wow. and those you just DM me on Instagram. And then for mini readings where I just read one line, those are $25. They're always available and you can just use the link in my bio on my Instagram.
0: Wow, cool! That's like totally attainable. You know that I can already tell you to raise your prices to five thousand (laughs) dollars. I know, I know. When I go
1: do a reading on Harry Styles, I'll I'll up to five thousand. I've done readings.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say I've done readings on a few like fame, like famous people before, and it's shocking to me how they are so like not even as powerful and, like, well-equipped as, like, 99% of my, like, average Joe clients, like, working at Starbucks. They're just, like, these random people who had these huge insecurities that manifested as, like, oh, I have to be seen. I have to do this. And, like, and they're kind of a mess sometimes. No offense to them.
0: Really? We helped them out. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> that's great. Cr- that's very interesting because I, I feel like, especially this year, I don't know if you're, like, into any conspiracies or whatever, but 100%. I'm, like, I put way too many of celebrities up on these like giant pedestals that I'm like, I feel like that's a huge thing that I'm called to do is take everyone off the pedestals. Like everyone mm-hmm. needs to do that of realizing that just be like, they weren't special because they did this. Any single person can do that. Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Most of the time it manifests from like a huge deficiency in something. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the time they just will have, I've seen some, there was one girl in particular that I did who was, it's not Caitlin Bristow, cuz I did read hers. You did. I don't, yeah, How I can did. Like get around all these celebrities. What the crap? Oh, what, like dude, when when my energy is flowing and I'm and I'm ready to be seen, yeah. it's shocking the exposure that I can manifest, not me like it's not specific yeah. to me, it's just like when I'm ready to be seen, and not afraid of like making money and leveling up, yeah. it's like it explodes. So I read Caitlin Bristow's, it, but I talked about that. So I don't anyone thinking this is Caitlin Bristow's. Another girl from The Bachelor, not Michelle Money either, a different girl. <laughs> Her heartline was completely just gone. She didn't even have a heartline, it was just a bunch of broken pieces. Oh, wow. And I thought that that was so interesting because she ended up attracting an experience where she was, she, went on a TV show to find love and had 30 guys trying to date her and America like adored her. And she just, her heart is such a, is so deficient in like safety and security uh-huh. that anyway,
0: a lot of the times they just manifest from like these giant deficiencies, which That's is interesting. So crazy. And do you feel like when that happens, when they're manifesting from a place of that, do you feel like it goes wrong? Cause it's not being manifested from a place of like worth like, yeah. like on that. So uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of patterns that I've picked
1: up at doing so many readings. I did a bunch of readings on women from Canada, which were so different than the readings I do from most of my clients who live in Utah. The ones from Utah are actually shockingly similar. Like there's a lot of internalized misogyny that we're all working through a lot of trying to give away our power and give it to authority figures. And then the ones from Canada were like totally different. Um, so Cool. Yeah. But one of the things I noticed from people who've achieved like notoriety is their inner world lines, So their fate line and their lifeline and their intuition line and their spirit guides are super, super faint. But then their lines of head and heart are super strong because all of their energy is concentrated in like... I don't want to say the rat race because I don't, I I hate that connotation, but just like trying to get more, trying to get more attention, trying to get more money, more success, more notoriety. Mm -hmm. And it ends up just creating a lot of imbalance and like a lot of physical sickness and physical disease and, um, like anxiety and things like that. So I don't know. It's again, that's like a, it's really healing to read somebody's palm who is achieving, worldly success but also is like making great effort to stay in tune with who you really are because that is actually very rare
0: interesting so cool okay well everyone needs to do it who's listening and i want to have you like as soon as retreat can be a thing again i'm like i need to have you come and raise people at the retreats palms it would be so fun dude i'm i the that makes me so happy is
1: when you first launched your disneyland retreat Mm -hmm. i this was like right before i started my business
0: and i was like i can't do it and now i'm like oh i might actually be able to do it like that's so exciting yeah because i was gonna have you come the first time to do yoga and it just that one was kind of in not intense but it was just crazier because we have like a smaller place or whatever and yeah. so it didn't work out but then right along that time you launched the palm readings and I was like oh shit this would be so fun so yeah it really is amazing like I love it so much okay cool at least for the kinsco world not even kinsco world kinsey mattson llc I need to come up with something different that I can put over you know, <laughs> Kinsey Madsen's Christmas party doesn't sound cool. Just just boss bitch's Christmas party. Maybe we'll have to do some palm readings or something. Yes, I'm
1: everyone. so down. Christmas present to everyone is just a free palm reading. <laughs>
0: cool. Okay, tell us where to find you. Tell us your personal... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can't end it yet. I have to ask you one okay. more question. You are so... Confident in the things you talk about on Instagram and so many people don't have this like I'm telling you one of the biggest blocks and even just when I see people's like inner child coming out and coaching when I'm telling them to do certain things so many people are desperately Seen <clears throat> with their like full truths and I love you you just post your full truth like unapologetically how did you get to that point have you always been at that point like what has that <sighs> process been like
1: No, I I, oh, this is like, I wish that I had a better answer to like apply to everyone. And I think that this can, and I think that one of the reasons that I went through what I went through and the gifts that I have is to share my message and what I went through to help other people avoid all the shit that I went through. So I used to have a really horrific eating disorder and I spent like 10 years of my life basically like a walking skeleton, like so dead so dead to the world and everything. So when I got a little bit of a spark of life back, it was like everything that I used to worry about when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, and even when I was so sick of like, what are people gonna think? Like c- confrontation, not people pleasing, being disliked, um, being vulnerable, saying the wrong thing. It just, like when you stared death in the face, it's like, okay, what th- the fuck? Like you're gonna spend your life trying to make other people happy when it's not even working and they're clearly not even they're not being made happy by you sacrificing your entire life so i don't know it just it's almost like a a matter of of living your life a little bit more i'm a big believer in like don't spend your life meditating don't spend your life in a self-help book don't spend your life in front of a phone or a computer you have to go out and live a little bit because when you get outside your comfort zone you realize how fucking insignificant everything is. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to do. I just, my goal is to make it easier for other people to like, to, to say the things that I, I only feel confident saying because I have stared death in the face. Mm-hmm. And like to be that person who's like, hey, it's okay to talk about, you know, like how you fucked up your digestive system with your eating disorder, because there's a lot of shame around that. That's a very weird, specific answer, but I'm tired of people not talking about the realities (laughs) of it. So
0: yeah, I think that makes total sense. Like, and even just looking at your perspective and hearing your story, it's enough to inspire somebody to say, maybe I haven't stared death in the face, but like hearing that and even just thinking about it, like it is so insignificant, the things we worry about. The things we worry about offending people or whatever. And the other thing is like, If you're
1: scared of something, if you feel like something is holding you back, all you need to do is one time like run toward that. If you're afraid of failure, go do something that you know is going to be a massive public failure because once you've done that and survived, it loses 90% of its power over you and you're never afraid of it again because you know at the end of the day, all our body and our spirit wants is like to survive and live and grow. So when you've shown yourself that you will survive a, a massive failure, like you're not afraid of failing anymore. You're, because you're gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's kind of how I actually have a post I was gonna post on Instagram about this, where if you're afraid to post something, it's like that same exact energy. Just fucking post it. Like, stop putting so much energy behind it and post it. And then like maybe you'll have a little little bit of a vulnerability hangover, but then you realize, oh, I'm putting so much emphasis on like one single bit of content, not like uh-huh. a huge thing. It's like we put out so much content all the time, and we're like. Nervous about every single little thing, and it's like a waste of our energy, it's a waste of our life force, totally. And the same thing happens in real life like the amount of times I've put off having a conversation mm-hmm.
1: or like a breakup or something, and it goes on for like weeks and months, yeah. and then you do it, and you're like, Oh, like the next day, it's like <laughs> this, you're like, I can't believe that I didn't do that sooner.
0: Yeah, so yeah, so true. Okay, run towards the fire that's that's yeah. the moral of this podcast. Yeah, I. Don't recommend almost dying. That really sucks. So don't do that. I'll try to avoid that. Okay. Tell us where to find you.
1: Okay. So my personal is Ashy Adams. So A-S-H-I-E-A-D-A-M-S. And then my palm reading page is linked in that bio. But if you want to find it manually, it's honeyed moon. So the word honey, the letter D, period, the word moon. I can't spell things, so I'm not even going to try. But...
0: (laughs) Love it. And they'll just DM you or hit the link in your bio for the mini reading, right? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is like my dream come true. If I'm ever on Ellen,
1: I like won't give a fuck. I'll be like, i already been on <laughs> I cares. feel like we
0: already need to do another episode because I'm for sure gonna book a full reading and like I wanna even dive more into like the woo-woo and talk about your spiritual awakening and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Cause I feel like we could talk forever i know i talked more i'm like so excited about the business side of everything so i just no, about that. But. i love talking about it thank you so much for being on and sharing openly about everything and i'm excited for people to get a bit of your magic hopefully and work with you thank you so much